It's time to venture into the horrorverse, a spooky special episode of Into the Filmverse, a podcast where we delve into the vast expanses of cinema and report our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today on the Friday Fairly Nightmarish 2020 Halloween, we are making a special episode covering the genre of horror. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. You can find Bryce Payne at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And you can find me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and Mitch is spelled with a Y, so it's M-Y-T-C-H. So this is a bit of a different episode than what we usually do. Um, we're just going to kind of go over the horror genre. Um, since it's October, it's, it's Halloween, and spooky season. Uh, we figured we'd uh, kind of start our bases on where, what horror means to us and uh, and like what, what are some of our favorite horror films are. Um, Bryce, I want to jump over to you first um, because I know you have a full horror-themed sleeve tattoo. And so I know it means a little bit more to you, um, or at least it has or has been to your, more instrumental in your life than it hasn't been in mine. Um, so what does the horror genre mean to you? And maybe share your first um, experiences with horror. Okay, so... I'm going to my first experiences because it's kind of like what leads me into this. Sure. So I was, I want to say 16 years old. Wow. I was dating this goth girl <laughs> and I had no experience with horror. None at all. And here I am, you know, I, I want to say I was like a gamer kid. Like I had no freaking experience with anything. And so it was just like, she'd be talking about horror movies. I'd be like, huh? I don't really, I don't really know what the hell you're, uh, what you're going on about, but all right. Like, and then I, uh, I got really sick. Mm-hmm. And one night I got really drugged up. Like I took so many things, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't even breathe. Like it was horrible. <laughs> oh jeez. So you're all you your own horror film. <laughs> it was horrible, man. But I got my mom gave me her laptop. Did you know DVD players and laptops? Oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> and then uh, she had a horror movie collection. Her mom was really into horror. So, like I grew up being terrified of it. Like I, I wanted nothing to do with the genre. Okay. Like, I had very traumatic experiences, stories, everything. Like, I just, it was not a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. One of my earlier memories was uh, walking in on my mom watching Saw. And, like, oh, no, scene, no. Like, he was cutting his leg off. Oh. And that was, like, I think it was, like, five. Yeah, nope. You would be <laughs> so, forever, dude. I, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> so, that's just one of them. I had another one where I was annoying my older sister, Veronica, and her friend. Because, you know, little brother. You know? <laughs> and uh, her, they were watching Bride of Chucky. And me being the annoying brother, he just wanted to leave him alone. So they let me in the room. Oh, no. And then left and locked the door. Oh, he couldn't get out. It was just playing on the screen. And so it was just flashing. And so I freaked out and ran to the closet. And life-size replicas of Chucky and his bride fell on me. Oh, no. They had it in the thing and it fell on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. For the first, like, 16 years of my life, I wanted nothing to do with this genre. I absolutely was like, not for me. I'm not. I'm good. I don't want it. It's I'm not terrifying. touching horror, <laughs> like, I'm dramatic, like, traumatized. Like, it's horrible. Wow. But anyway, so I was dating this girl. Right. Got sick. Started watching a bunch of movies. I think I watched, like, seven horror movies that night. Wow. And, like, I was just hooked. Like, I was like, this is my shit. Like, I love this. Right, just kind of turned, like, you just kind of stayed away from this so long. It just kind of scarred you as a kid. But then one day where you just couldn't feel any worse than you already did, you're just like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> we'll watch Friday the 13th. <laughs> and then you just kind of fell, and fell into a, a love for horror then? Yeah, basically, it, um... God, and this is before I was into film, too. Like, I hadn't taken any film classes. Okay. So this is just, like, me and my free time. Like, I'd be, I was, like, buying a bunch of horror movies, but, I, like, very rarely. Mm-hmm. So I'd buy, like, the ones that I thought looked good. Like, uh, one of the first ones I remember buying was Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I remember watching that and be like, wow, this is really good. And so uh, when I took my first film class in high school, uh, I just I fell in love with the whole, like, filming process of horror. Because it's like, it's like comedy. It's both the easiest genre to make. And the, and the hardest. It's the easiest genre to make a horror movie or a comedy movie, but it's the hardest one to do it right. 
Yeah, it's like to get it right, you have to right have to have, you have to have the right formula. Like everybody right. has to work together. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's not going to be a good movie. And, and so I, f- I fell in love with like uh, stories like from Cannibal Holocaust, where there was like it was right. so realistic that they went to court over it. Right. And I was like, a lot of behind the scenes footage of, of movies, especially like uh, the one you told me about, which was one of your favorites, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Honestly, that that made that. Um, made that movie a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, and that, that's another thing that I love about horror movies is, like, some of these directors do, like, crazy shit. <laughs> like, it's almost uh, to the point where it's just, like, it shouldn't be happening. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, the Blair Witch Project. I don't know if I've talked to you about that. I don't think so. Okay, well, this wasn't scripted. This is just going to be part of the show now. Um, <laughs> the Blair Witch Project was filmed in the 1990s. Okay. Marketed as if it was a real thing. Like, they had a website where these people went... Oh, you people know... Disappeared. Right. I think I heard right. a little bit about this. Not you and me, but I just... I do remember hearing a little bit... Wasn't didn't they play it on the radio too? Yeah, dude, it was everywhere. Like yeah. the marketing was amazing. It, it was like aliens, right? So they actually thought people not were... not aliens. Like people had disappeared in like this forest, like, gone. Oh, so people, well, people people actually thought it was a real thing though. Yes, and they, the the actors um basically just showed up. I, I know the the lead actress. I can't remember her name right now. But she like showed up, and her parents had given her like pepper spray and shit because they thought it was gonna be a snuff film. Oh no! <laughs> and so she like showed up, and they were just given a bag of supplies. It told, here's your uh, character notes, hike, film things. They give them cameras to film what they, what they were seeing. And so they would be, like, following them around. And Sounds watch. <laughs> well, they would, like, be told, like, you have to go to this drop point. Your next instructions will be this drop point. So they'd hike to the drop point and just film on the way there. Oh, and there was, like, they did things to them while they were walking or something? Yes. But it got worse. <laughs> so there'd be things like, um, if you've seen the movie, you know this, but they'd, like, the, the crew would come in at night. And hang a bunch of shit up in the trees and like symbols and shit, and then run away. And so the crew would wake up and be like, "Well, I guess we gotta fucking film this, right?" So, so for any of you who haven't been able to tell yet, I'm very amateur when it comes to horror. So I haven't seen a lot of these older, I wouldn't say older, but just a lot of these classics that uh, people recommend seeing. Because I'm just I'm newly into the horror I'm genre. Gonna, I wouldn't recommend Blair Witch unless you want to watch just something to do the behind the scenes. It's more it's <laughs> more that I want to watch something. You know, I just want to watch movies that people. Uh, Fun is like generation defining movies. That's right. Um, or or things that swept swept the pop culture or culture by storm. Yeah, and I just um, watch everything. So <laughs> yeah, and I just want I want to get myself engrossed in what horror really is because I, I just think I don't think I've given it the chance the the time of day it really um, that I feel like I should. Well, it's just it's, it's really cool about this Blair Witch though, man. Like there's there's this one thing and I heard about this on a uh, YouTube channel mm-hmm. and they were like talking about it and like. The director had one of his friends go through a, like a field, dressed in this real lanky, like creeping man thing, like walk through the field, and the actress saw it, and like it's one of the most famous scenes in the movie, where she's screaming, "What the fuck? What the fuck is this?" She's like running and shit, and it's because she saw this fucking shadow of a man going through this field. Oh no! Like in nope. pitch blackness. Um, they they didn't know the other like there are other crew members. There's only three actors in this film, mm-hmm. so they didn't know the other two actors like cue cards. And so, like, one dude got it, he was like, in the middle of the night, run away, don't tell anyone where you went, meet us at this location, we'll pick you up. <laughs> wow. And so the other crew members didn't know that was going to happen, and just in the middle of the night, poof, gone. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And that kind of shit went through the whole film. Like, they, the crew would come up and shake the tent, and, like, run away and freak the people out in the middle of the night. Like, it it's, just, like it's one of those things, like, it's, it's some, in some of these, fil- or way these things are filmed, it's, you get actual authentic reactions, and other ones aren't. Yeah, like as authentic, but it's, they're still as engaging. Like, uh, another one, another famous one is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as we've sure. talked before. 
the first time they see Leatherface, that's the genuine, like, that's the first time they saw Leatherface. And, you know, honestly, a lot of these, like, stories you hear from, from older movies, they're not really from these newer films that are coming no, out. No, and uh, there, there is a, I think, It, Chapter 1. Okay. Did the thing where, like, they didn't let the kids see Pennywise until right, they actually the saw them. Time, yeah, so that, so that is cool. Like, they'll, they'll, like, do things where, things like that, but it's nowhere near the level that it used to be. No, because court now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it shouldn't be that level, but it, or it shouldn't probably happened in the first place back then but it's just crazy to see what they got away with oh yeah do they sets with actual human bones and shit on like on thing just because they were like yeah we buy it for cheap <laughs> yeah that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, but no like I don't I mean, know. there's no really point to it you know i mean more than authenticity but that but like do the actors know that they're all really human bones <laughs> they're like hey you go in there and fall on the floor get in there like oh shit that's a lot of bones on the ground like yeah like, those are real <laughs> <laughs> like what they're real no dude i'm doing this do it <laughs> No, it's, I don't know. It just it, it became my dream to become a horror movie director mm-hmm. or writer or something. I want to make ultra realism horror. And it's because of the behind the scenes stuff. I want to make something people can actually be scared of because a lot of these movies coming out like uh, <coughs> Empty Man are, don't really <laughs> succeed <laughs> in like what 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 I view horror as. Horrors, I mean, people. It's gonna sound weird. People like being scared. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the same thing. People like being scared in the same sense that people like laughing. They like laughing. It's, it's, like the same, it's, it's really the same thing. It's because you're providing a safe environment where people can allow that nature or that side of them to come out and be, know that even even though they can act scared in the moment, they know they're still going to be safe in the legal theater. It's really one of those things. Um, that was a joke that was more like corporate. Because I'm not that, but um, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's really one of those things, just share, the shared experience of cinema and beyond... beyond um, just the movie theater experience itself, but it's just like allowing yourself to feel those feelings that you wouldn't norm- normally otherwise feel. Now, I will say my uh, my my preferred genre of horror is slasher, and that's usually cheesy, but that, I don't know. It just comes off as a fun time. <laughs> yeah, the more I'm looking through my stuff, I would probably say the same thing. I, so my my um, I'll talk a little bit about what horror is for me and and like why. Um, I was particularly interested in doing this this um, episode this this month. Um, so, like I said, I haven't really been a whole lot of in- into horror. It's never been my preferred genre. I've been, always been a more of just like a mainstream. Um, I just kind of like seeing the newer films. I haven't really been a lot of just trying to go back and, and visit a lot of the old stuff. Mostly just because I feel like I'm just constantly consumed with watching the newer stuff. That by the time I get to the old stuff, I just like horror is just on the bottom of my thing. I find that I don't particularly like being scared. And the fact that I just want to fight the things that are on screen, but I can't, so I just get angry. Um, but that being said, I think my first experience with horror, I don't necessarily remember if it was The Exorcist or if it was one of the scary movies. All I remember is being a kid and looking through, like, like uh, my parents had, like, a downstairs and, like, the way that the upstairs worked, there was, like, little bars you could look through and see and see the TV, like, a slice of the TV screen, like, around the corner thing. And so I was like laying on my side, all uncomfortable, like 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 ten o'clock at night when I was supposed to be in bed, and I'm just like peeking through these little bars, and like I just see like the little kid with his head turning around and like screaming and throwing up in somebody's mouth. Actually, now that I think about it, I think it was scary movie. That because, sounds like scary movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it like threw up in somebody else's mouth, and they turned and threw up in somebody else's mouth, and I was like, I like freaked the fuck out and ran to bed. I was like, this is not okay. I don't want to see that. That was like, the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it was a little, little weird. But but well, but as I grew up, it's more of um, I just nothing. It really my thing is all the horror movies I've seen up up until that. Well, I guess it, this month really haven't been that like great. I just haven't like 
They've just kind of been mediocre. I think I think I watched the Paranormal Activity films, which are okay. Oh god, I never. I, that's like one of the, the first horror films I ever bought, and I never watched it. It's still sitting out there on my shelf. Like, <laughs> I know I watched Saw. I know I watched Saw like a long time ago. I, I, and, but I don't think I started with the first one. I think I just watched one of the random ones. I had the luxury of not just doing that, but I also had like somewhat knowledge. But and mm. so and it's just like all these other films, like The Conjuring, which I which I'm actually going to see um, this weekend after the podcast, which just the way it fell. Um, but, you know, I didn't get a chance to see those, so I never really went to the theater to try and see Annabelle or The Nun, or is it The Nun? Yeah, The Nun. The Nun, yeah. Or, um, with Curse of La Llorona. I just never saw it in those films because I wasn't invested in the thing. Yeah, I didn't see Curse of La Llorona either. A lot of the ones I did watch are, um, well, I guess, you know, I'll jump into those in a little bit. Just a lot of the newer ones I've seen that I quite enjoy. Um, but I guess I could segue into what type of horror films that you think are kind of, like, defining for you. Uh, maybe not your favorite type of horror films, but just ones that when you think of horror, these are kind of your core um, films that like kind of just speak to you on a certain sense. Do you just want to swap off? Yeah, yeah. If you want to start with right. one for you, and then I'll go right. mine. Now this was, uh, I want to say, the second horror movie I ever saw, or the first, like actually saw that that night when I was really sick. Uh-huh. I saw the uh, the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. 2009? Okay, it's not even the original one. No, I, I watched just, I watched the 2009, but that's not that's not the it's it's really not the movie Friday the 13th. It's the franchise. Franchise, okay. I will I will say that um, when I first started collecting my movies, uh-huh. I was focused mainly on horror films. Like I had basically like my tiny collection at the time was Marvel and horrors. Okay. So Friday the 13th was one of those uh, franchises that was one of the first big franchises I ever actually like watched, mm-hmm. and I went from the first all the way to the last, and I just sat there and went in order. This franchise is what I think of, ultimately, when I think of Halloween, horror, because, like, Jason Voorhees' mask, iconic. Right. Every year, you're going to see that mask selling in stores. You're going to see kids walking around that mask. I mean, you don't even, I I don't even, I've never seen it part of the 13th movie until this year, and I knew who Jason was, and I knew the mask. Everybody knows. It's iconic. Like, it's. It's, it's like, it's up there with, um. How I knew it, let's be honest with you. (laughs) That's the thing, though, like. It, it's like uh, when you think of Captain America, you're gonna think of Chris Evans, even if you haven't seen Marvel. Right. Like that's just that's that's what you think of. Right. So when you think of like Halloween, at least when I do, that the hockey mask is so prevalent in like our yeah. culture, our society. Even if like over half the movies aren't even good, yeah, people are so it just became it, yeah. so iconic. Yeah, it's, it, it moved beyond its film franchise. It's just it's just it's uh pop culture icon yeah even like uh it has a game out that is having a lot of legal troubles due to friday the 13th rights issues yeah i played it um, it's okay <laughs> i was obsessed with that game really uh, i'm 100 jada and i would play that game every night oh well wow. because we uh we had two xboxes and we'd like each sit in a different room and like work with each other in the game that's crazy but like it is probably my favorite probably my favorite horror franchise i haven't watched it again since i finished it Mainly because of we did just titles. watch. We did just. I, mean, I think you were with me, right? We watched the Friday the Thirteenth. No, you did that. I did that by myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I went to recently to go see. Uh, I did go to the well, Okay. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the original one, by myself. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. I, I, I haven't seen any of the rest of them in the franchise, but it just. I was a surprised of the twist that nobody really realizes. That I'm not going to spoil. Yeah, because it's because like, nobody realizes it. That's, it's like, it's, the, it's part of that famous question from Scream. Mm-hmm. Where he asked her, like, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? Oh, the yeah, first, I didn't even realize the that. first question in Scream. 
And it's it's that iconic. Like the franchise is so iconic, it's getting put in other films. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's mentioned in another horror film, Scream, which is another iconic thing in its own. In, in, in its own, yeah, yeah. Which honestly, it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, it just seems like it's, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, like, it, it's is, not, it is. It's not cheesy. It's, right. It hasn't aged well. But it just well, the reason I liked it so much is because it was very different than what I thought it was going to be, and and that's why a lot of these older films. I'm actually kind of glad that I'm starting to watch these. Some of these is cause, because I'm not really. They weren't really scary for me, but they're but they're just they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun. Like it's, I kind of I kind of laugh at my younger self being terrified of horror films. Where I'm like, they're just fun. That's, like, and that's another reason it was, it's hard for me to watch horror films these days, or even be interested in them, is because I'm I just feel like I'm so desensitized to to all the violence and stuff that when I go out to see these film films and a lot of all this stuff happens, I'm not that like invested in it. I'm just like things happen and I'm like, eh, it's not scary. <laughs> that's how I feel, except for when they're like. I got needles, man. Things with needles. <laughs> See, I know that I've never been too scared of needles, so that, that's that works just for me. Scenes with However, needles, they focus on it and it freaks you the fuck out. The scenes that always like get me are things just happen to the human body that you just want. That they bend in a certain way you're not expecting, or or like the um, exorcist. She's crawling down the stairs. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> things like that. No, hell no, no, get out of there. No, stop, stop. <laughs> or like things like uh, what's the movie? A Quiet Place, um, where she steps on the nail. I don't remember that. Well, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, but there's just a scene, and I mean, if you know this mythology or what's going on in Quiet Place, you have to be quiet in the world, otherwise you die, basically. And so when she's walking down the stairs, it's it's oh shit, yeah, I remember now. It's It's like like, the most excruciating thing in the world because it's just like you know how much pain it's you you just like heard stories and you could just imagine the pain of just a nail going through your foot, but it just built so much more around this entire world. Stepping on a Lego is bad, right? Exactly. (laughs) I'm just like wow, it's but it's things like those, those those minor things that like just get me. Like when a punch hit, hits a certain way in in a movie, or it's like like just the things when it happens to the human body. That's what really gets me scared. I will say the Friday the Thirteenth, like as the films went on, they got real inventive with their kills. Because <laughs> uh, one of the most iconic kills in the whole franchise, uh-huh. Jason gets a guy in a sleeping bag and slams him against a tree multiple times to kill him. Speaking. <laughs> I mean, that, that actually sounds pretty funny and it's, awkward at the same time. It became like, oh, I don't want to call it satire, but it became like a mockery of itself. Right, like, it sounds like, like it. a serious horror film. It was so just like, him against a tree! People, people were just like wanting to watch Jason go kill people. Like, it wasn't even like, you weren't rooting for the survivors. You weren't like, yeah, come on, you can beat him. It was just like, no, go yeah, Jason, kill me more. Jason's going to beat that person up. He's like sitting there crushing their head like, boom, great. Like, <laughs> it just explodes like a watermelon. Yeah, that's basically what it is. But speaking of crazy weird kills... Um, have you ever seen anybody get, get killed by a sucker? Oh, that so much. <laughs> yeah, a trick or treat. This the movie called Trick or Treat, not just the Halloween um pass or what was it, pastime. Uh, this film by Michael Doherty is just absolute an absolute treasure. Like I, it instantly became my favorite Halloween movie, and I, I'm probably gonna make it a staple to watch every <laughs> single year. When Jade and I were watching it, you know, like two weeks before you did, yeah, and we got to the first kill, and we were just like. Did he really just kill him with the sucker? It's know, like, right? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is he this? He did. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't often buy movies. Like, I normally I just like kind of see if I can find a way to rent it or stream it. Or if I can't figure it out, then usually Bryce has it because of his, uh, his massive uh, DVD and Blu-ray collection, which is impressive. Physical media is still around, guys. It definitely is, <laughs> and I I've, I think uh, it's really giving me an appreciation for. 
physical media that I haven't had in a while. Dude, I um, I, I hate not having physical media. I hate things that are just like streaming. I'm like, I used to have. I wanna, I, I wouldn't say it. a lot of movies, but I, I used to have so, like quite a collection of movies. I, I saw them at one point, but that's a whole other conversation. Stream or you know physical stuff. But that being said, this film I actually bought went ahead and bought after I watched it because it's just so it's just so charming and it's it's like. It's one of those films that, like, it's just so bonkers, but it's, like, and it's just, like, the Halloween aspect that I loved about Halloween Town back when I was a kid and you watched it on Disney Channel. It's, it has that very same kind of aspect to it. It's so funny, too. Like, I want to call it horror. Like, like typical. No, like, it's like a comedy horror. It, yeah, it's like. Or, like, it's like it's satirical just a, it's horror. Like a, I, want, I want to call it a family movie, but no, it's not it's, a family it's definitely movie. Rated R, but yeah, for sure. It feels like a movie you can watch with your family. Right, exactly. Like, that's the thing. It, it feels so innocent, but at the same time, it's totally not. Like, it's like, um, you're watching it, you're like, yeah, I can watch this, and then something happens, you're like, no, I can't watch it. It follows this, but basically, Trick or Treat follows this uh, town of people that really love Halloween and celebrate Halloween, and there's just like a bunch of different things going on in this town at once. There's people pranking people, there's people pranking each other based on old lore, there's um, a serial killer loose, there's a vampire, there's... What what are they? Werewolves. Werewolves. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's werewolves, and then they're all just like. You, but the thing is, like, it, it doesn't seem like that at first. Like, you you find that out throughout the film. They're like, this is so innocent. And yeah, exactly. This guy walking around the burlap sack, killing people. With suckers. And that's the thing is like what, and that's the thing is this this little thing that you see see following following everybody around and killing people is actually like some sort of like pumpkin god, like I, Halloween god. I have no clue what he was. All I, no, I told uh, I told Jada I was like, oh, he's like the god. He's like this. God of Halloween, I guess. Yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's just kind of my head canon that he just protects Halloween. But really, it's just the, the fact that this is like, to me, this is like the Grinch. And I know a lot of people don't like Jim Carrey's The Grinch, but to me, this is the Grinch of Halloween. That's such an accurate description, though. Yeah, it's just so, like, over the top, like, uh, just, what am I saying? Over the top. I honestly like, thought everyone was just lying when they're like, it's such a good movie. And I was like, how? Like, because people, like, horror, people who like horror movies normally don't have, like, I don't want to say good opinions, but yeah, they're, right. they're, they're very, like, biased when it comes to horror. Right, films. exactly. They're like, it's horror, so it's good. I'm like, that's not, not how necessarily. This works. Exactly. <laughs> like, but that's like, after watching it, I was like, shit, man, this was good. <laughs> I know, and it's just like, honestly, you're not even sure if that, like, that thing is evil or not. That's the thing. You're like, I just want to hug him. <laughs> I know, exactly. I don't even care if you're going to stab me. Just hug, I want to hug you. <laughs> I'll give you candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, so um, Sugar Treat, I would definitely that was one, that's one of my favorite um, new staple films. Yeah, I'm gonna for watch horror. that every every October. It's just it's just too much fun not to. That's, that's it's like it's so good. <laughs> so but, what is another film for you that you think of as a staple for so, Halloween or well horror? Well, this is a this is a very personal pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose the 1933 Invisible Man, not the new one because I don't like the new one. See, I haven't <laughs> seen the original one. I've just seen the new one, and I can, after you described me what the original one is about, I can understand why you wouldn't like the new one as much, but I really enjoyed this new one. I, I'll have um, to watch it again. It just bothered me. It's like, a lot of things on the movie just bothered me, especially because the night before it came out, we watched the original one, because I was like, I'm going to get excited. I'm going to go. So that's so the thing, man, yeah. Like, it's because you have the previous one in your head, and you're just kind of like expecting it to be something like that, but it, it was, like you said, it was like just completely different, right? 100% different. The only thing similar was their names. That's but like. I have the Invisible Man tattooed on my arm. He's the only classic horror monster I have tattooed on me. Oh, yeah. And it is such a good movie. Like, it's some it's a quote-unquote monster film. Sure. So, like, in tune with, like, Frankenstein, Dracula, it all came out around the same time. And it's just, like, it's this mad scientist wrecking havoc 
across this town. Right. It is so much fun just watching him just like, people are like, he like, he like tees up with the scientist. The guy's like, we can't do this. He's like, are you crazy? I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I and want. One of the most, like, can't, one of the most iconic scenes in this film, uh-huh. which is impressive as fuck for like 1933. He's in this, he's, in, he's living in this inn room of this pub. And the town people go in and they're like, we gotta, get, we gotta kill him. He's a monster. And he starts, he goes, he's like, oh, you want to see the monster. You want to see what I am. He like takes off his nose because he's like, you know, invisible. So it's all oh, prosthetic. Yeah. He takes off his nose and like throws it at him. That's creepy. And like all you see is this gap in his in, like his cloth mask. You just see straight through. And all I think about is like, how the fuck did they do that in 1933? That is wack, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he, starts, he starts unwrapping his head and like you see just like nothing. And I was like, this is so fucking impressive for 1933. It's one of those cool things about like in older films when you see special effects and you're just like, how does this look as good as it does from way back then? Yeah, and then he's like... Like, I don't even care about the movie at this point. Like, that's just impressive. <laughs> well, he's like, he runs away from the town maniacally laughing and like, like pushing through people and like obviously he's naked like oh right he's he can't see his clothes so he's naked he's just running through the street cackling and it's like he's like he's fucking, naked this is fucking so good he's like calling everyone's names he's like oh you think you're smart do you he's got like this weird like cackle laugh voice kind of thing and he's just, <laughs> you think like, you're smart do like, you we can uh we can heal you we can we can, we can get you better he's like fuck that i'm gonna fuck around he's anarchy like, <laughs> Remember, remember the 5th of November. Dude, it's, it's such a good movie. And it's... It, the fact that they remade a movie from 1933 in 2020. And, like, it did as well as it did. Because it, it did really well. Yeah, I think... Because didn't, didn't they make it for, like, $6 million? It's, just, a, it's a Blumhouse movie. They paid $10 million max. $10 million, right, exactly. <laughs> and I think it made, like, 200 something. Yeah, because that's why they... That's why the, they gave I, Blumhouse this, like... All the horror properties that they were doing. Because it was supposed but, to be part of the uh, the Mummy re- re- like right, revival. Right, That bombed Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, I never saw that one. I didn't. Dude, they had this really, re- really bad promo. Because you know who's supposed to play the Invisible Man? Who? Johnny Depp. Oof. Well, see, uh, and they photoshopped all these cast members in this like That's promo what I watched. Shoot. Speak, speaking of Johnny Depp, what's that film he, he played in? It's like The Secret Window, I think it's called. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not it. good. Like it, it's like it's just a really long. But I, I just want to be triggered by Johnny Depp. But I'm just like Johnny Depp in horror film. I just didn't like. At least in that one, I think one. he could have done good as the Invisible Man. I think he could have. I think if he hadn't had all this stuff with uh, Amber Heard, which is a whole different bag of worms. But they, uh, I think they proved that wasn't that was all false, and she just completely accused him. Of that. Yeah, and then yeah. he has proved that she abused him. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other can. Right, sorry. But uh, no, like basically, like since the movie did so bad, they gave Lee Winnell, who was a co-creator of Saw. And they were like, "Here's ten million dollars. Make a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Make a movie you like." And now, uh, with this with the success of Invisible Man, they just like I think it was two months ago signed Ryan Gosling to be the new Wolfman. It's Wait, two months movie. ago? They're still doing. They're still continuing with that franchise. It's not a franchise. These are all going to be standalone, just like revivals of these classic horror monsters. So like the Mummy, fucking blue. So they canceled the whole Dark Universe. Well, okay, that's good. But they're now doing like the Invisible Man. I don't mind that. Wolfman. I don't mind that. No, and it like. I just, I, I did, for some reason, I did not like the franchise idea. No, of, with, with fucking horror movie monsters? Well, like, not only that, and Tom Cruise, please. Not even that. Like, he had Russell Crowe in it as, like, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and I was like, this is fucking I horror. Don't, I, I never even liked that character, to be honest with you. No, and I was like, what a weird fucking concept trying to make horror movie monsters and the heroes or something. It's like, so what dumb. is this, Van Helsing? I don't it's know. so dumb. <laughs> so, like, I just, I wish the new Invisible Man had lived up to my expectations. It did not. Maybe if I rewatch it, because, like... I bought it on Blu-ray, and I have not touched it since I put it on that shelf. I have no desire to rewatch that anytime soon. 
Yeah, like, I don't, maybe I mean, one even, day. Even oh. when I watched it, I, I mean, uh, I will revisit it someday. But it's not like one of those ones I'm just gonna be like, oh yeah, let's put that on just because. Hey, the bad thing is, is, I love Lee Winnell, and we'll get into that later. Sure. But Lee Winnell is like, he's up there with like one of the best directors I've ever seen. Like, uh, I know you saw Upgrade. <sighs> yes, I did actually. The, I always and I keep getting confused because I think it's uh, Tom Hardy, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Upgrade was like such a mind blown thing, and then Lee Winnell directed that. So I had such oh, high I, hopes with the Invisible Man. Upgrade was pretty good. I mean, it's. For, but I it just didn't know like, anything about it. I just like saw Upgrade and was like, oh, I'll buy tickets to that. <laughs> I think I, I did the same thing. But the reason. I don't know why I have like a sour th- thing, or like a patch for that film. I don't really know why. I just, every time I think about it, I just get like salty about it. I don't know. <laughs> I just really. I don't know. I really liked it. So I was really excited for this one. And then when I saw the new Invisible Man, I was like. No, I, I feel like it's because I thought it was Tom Hardy, and then Tom Hardy came out in Venom, and it was just the basically the same movie. <laughs> like, really, Venom and, to- and the Upgrade movie are almost the same thing. But which one did it first? Upgrade. Upgrade. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's why, like, they both made me mad. I'm just... <laughs> well, they both made me mad. I don't no, know No, The Invisible Man is just such a classic in my mind, and just, like, time, how time has affected horror. Cause, right. Like, back then, this man just taking off his fucking bandages in a hotel, in, like, an in-room... Was terrifying. Yeah. Now it's like everyone yeah, be like, like That's that happens dumb. daily. Like, <laughs> who cares? Show me someone getting getting hit with a like car door and hit their head slammed oh, in. Like speaking <laughs> of cars and car doors, any car crashing, just like I I just get scared. I like get scared by it. like any car crash that happens. I just jump, and it's not like I think it's just instinct because I've been in a few car crashes in my life. So like I just have that ingrained in my memory. The car crashes just hurt. So, like, every time I see a car crash on screen, I'm just like, oh, crap. Like, I... <laughs> Pain. <laughs> like, in the Doctor Strange, even that scene, like, it's not even a horror... F- like, that's not a horror film, but, like... Which, actually, the new one might might be. But, well, he, I mean... It was supposed aspects. to be... It was supposed to be more horror, but then they fired the director that wanted to go more into the horror genre. Marvel's like, no, dude. They're like, no, we still gotta make a... Kid mar- movies, man. Like, We're PG-13. We, we can't do that. <laughs> like, we still gotta make a Marvel film. You know this, right? And he's like, no, I wanna make a horror film. They're like, no, no, no. Horror! Doctor Strange! It's, it's a Marvel <laughs> film, but you can, like, have, like, two horror references. Like, it's not even, like, horror elements. You can have two horror references. <laughs> he's like, he's like no. that's not what I signed up for? Like, yes, it was. Did you not read the contract? He's like... I quit. And I'm like, okay, we're so we uh, we're left because of creative differences. He's <laughs> Sam Raimi, you want to come in? He's like, can I put Spider Man in? They're like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> do, do you want Spider Man in there? He's like, can I? He's like, can I? Which one do you want? He's like, but, we're gonna find out, aren't but we? Like, <laughs> but they're like, <laughs> well, which one can we get signed on? Both. Let's do it. All three? That's even better. Maybe maybe we can give it like animated. Ooh, Actually, like, stop, Sam. This is Doctor of- Strange, not Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make Spider-Man 4 <laughs> through Doctor Strange. Dark, it's not even Doctor Strange's movie. He's just sitting there in the corner just like... Oh, we can't go five hey. minutes without talking about Marvel, let's be honest. It's like every it's all of our conversations come... Me. It's yeah, ingrained. All of our conversations just come back to Marvel somehow or superheroes. It's so good. <laughs> but speaking of Sam Raimi, um, he did the original Evil Dead. But this Evil Dead that I'm mentioning right now is actually the 2013 version um, because I did not see the other Evil Deads. I just thought this was the first... I, I didn't know there was other, other Evil Deads, to be honest with you. When I when I watch this one, but I love this film. Like it's just so like balls to the walls. Like you wouldn't even like. I gotta get to like, it. Like, <laughs> horror, like just gore and and um, just like full, chock full of like oh hell no moments. Like don't nope 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 just just stop murder it just stop. <laughs> it's one of those things where I, like I still have to get through Army of Darkness before I can watch it because it's part of the franchise. Okay, so I'm like I can't watch Army of Darkness until Jada can watch it because she wants to watch it. <laughs> 
So I'm yeah. just like, I'll get there, Mitchell. I'll get, I'll I'll get, get there. there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a really fun, like engaging film that doesn't let up. It just goes, it really just ramps up to 100% and just like keeps full steam ahead for like the last 30 minutes. And it's just like, you're just constantly like shaking your head like, what the fuck, what the fuck. And it's a lot of fun. I like Cabin. I like Isolation Horror. And that is another one I wanted to mention because I think it was I think it was right before this I watched Cabin in the Woods. And so You're I like, was like, what? Is this the same really movie? Similar. I think I even, I'm, I'm not even joking. I think I might have like backed out and like, did I'm watching the same movie. Like, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth's like, not here, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was fun seeing Chris Hemsworth in the movie even though he wasn't in it for much. Die so fast. I know. It was so sad. It's so dumb. I <laughs> But uh, anyways, with that, Cabin in the Woods was super cool, too. It's just kind of like a amalgamation of a, a bunch of different horror films, but like a spin on it that you wouldn't really expect. It's more comedic than horror, but it's just like horror satire, man. <laughs> and I think and I think the more as I look through all my um, favorite movies through here, I think a lot of mine are going to be more of that comedic, comedic, over-the-top... Yeah, because they, the, they break the tension. Right, they break the tension, but it also gives you like that, that thrill that you're, I'm still looking for. Because uh, I think a lot of these, and the reason why, is because the people in the, these um, comedy ones that are over the top actually fight back. But, but you Even still, if they don't do much, they're like, frying pan, ding, right, oh exactly. shit, that didn't work. But, <laughs> but they still get hurt, and they still and some people still die. And that's why I really enjoy it, because these people fight back, and they're not just like running away in terror. Friday the 13th. <laughs> which, which, that one wasn't so bad, but, but, but I don't know. Um, and then... Well, you can't really fight Jason. You just run away. Dude, he's, he's a tank, bro. <laughs> that's actually why I not not enjoyed a lot of these um, horror video games. Because a lot of you can't fight back in. Dude, that's why I won't play Resident Evil 3. Yeah, there's a lot of Resident Evil games. I just can't yeah, play. Like, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, or Amnesia. I, I, can't, I cannot play those games because like, I'm, I'm not having fun. I'm just pissed off because I can't fight back. Yeah, it's like uh, Resident Evil 7, you can fight back, kind of. Like, you can knock him out and stuff, and I enjoyed that. But then it's like Resident Evil like 2 and 3, where it's just like, you're constantly being chased by this tank enemy. I'm like, I don't really want that stress. I'm good. Like if I can't if I can't win, like I don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, it's just stress. Like you're just trying to get away, and I was like, that's not my style. Like my style is to turn and fight, and I, I if I can't fight, then I that, like if it was like a story based horror game, I'm there. Like right um, until dawn. Fuck well, yeah, that's dude. different. That, that's so that's, good. Well, you even fight back in that one though too. Well, kind of, but it's more it's more narrative than it is like a game. But that one's fun. But you have actual choices you can like you can do, and it, it, it changes things. So it's more interactive than just. Just running away. We're just running like, away fuck, from things. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, it's not like you're like, I'll find this, find this place to hide. It's like you're actually making choices that affect the game. That's why, that's why, that's I, that's why I never play. I haven't, that's why I never beat in like Amnesia, and that's why I never beat, um, what's that one, Outlast? Because I don't like just right. running away. I, like, I, I, I want to be able to fight back. <laughs> right, exactly. I want, I want to be, be able to interact with the monster somehow other than just like running away for 12 Like, what's the 12, point of this game if hours. I can't do anything? Right, exactly. Besides going to collect something. But, um, so what other, let's see, so we had Friday the 13th, Invisible, Invisible Man. Um, speaking of over-the-top gore. This is my Guilty Pleasure series. I have seen this series, like, seven, eight times, all of them. The entire series? Dude, I fucking love this series. And I'm talking about wow. Saw. Yeah, Saw is The only one I haven't seen more than once is Jigsaw, because I was very, eh, about That's Jigsaw. the new, new one, right? Yeah, I didn't really like it. I still haven't seen that one. Didn't really like it. Although, well. I, I, I got so invested in the lore of I love, this world. I love, like, this first Saw movie just because I love the, like, the people that don't, don't appreciate their life and he's like, oh, you're not going to appreciate your life? All right. Like, well, fight just, for it then. Well, the thing that the thing that really grabbed me is, like, Saw is, like, its own little, like, chapter. Right. Saw 2 is, like, its own little chapter but leads into Saw 3. But then Saw 3, 4, 5 all take place at the same time. Okay. Like, that's all, that's all once. <laughs> wow. And things from, like, the first movie or the or from the sixth movie link into the first movie. Thing, you know, it's, it's a big, like, web. Everything's linked together, and I love that because the more I watch it, the more I notice things. 
Okay. So I'll be like, then I'll be like, wait a minute, that's why that happened because that you know, uh, like little connecting the dots. That's why I think that's why I didn't like Jigsaw as much. Because I just really, kind of see him like a standalone. Yeah, I didn't really connect to the other films. That really like upset me. Because I was like, that. just kind of feels kind of just like standoffish almost. Yeah, I was like, this isn't what I wanted. Like, I wanted like connectivity. Like, or like, yeah, because it's a like it's, more that's lore, my favorite lore thing about it is it's just like connected. Even Everything. if the films were that, some of these films that weren't that good, they just still had threads, common threads together. I will, I'm one of those people that I put Saw series on like pedestal because even if they're not good, I still love them. So the best <laughs> thing is I haven't seen anything past like the third one. I own all of them, but I just haven't I, watched them because I do know that like because they are just straight torture porn. <laughs> yeah. And, there's a lot of traps in there that I'm like, all right, that's a little, that's a little. Right, much. that's and that's one thing that's a little much. But like, that's why I love this one is because, like I said, the body, the body thing. When I'm just like, like oh my god, no, like, like uh, the, one of my favorite traps in the series is called the pound of flesh trap, and like these two people in the cages and they have to like whoever can put the most flesh in the scale wins. Oh my god! And so this woman's like she's skinny little petite woman, and this guy's like a big big boy, and he just starts slicing the fat off oh. his belly. And she just like sits her pants and cuts her arm off and drops in the thing. Oh, I can't even imagine, bro. I'm just, I'm like, I'm like queezing over here already. <laughs> but it's like I don't know. It's just it's one of those franchises like the the new Spiral movie that's coming out next year. Oh, sorry, I just imagined the horror. It was supposed to come out this year, but you know, COVID. Uh, Cries internally. Chris Rock basically was like, "I really like Saw. I can do a Saw movie." He's like, "Let me do it. Let me so do he, it. He Give pro- me the reins. Let me do it." So he produced and wrote this new Saw movie coming out. Mm-hmm. But it basically, his reasoning was like, I really like Saw, and I think the franchise is like really good. There just wasn't enough comedy in it. He's like, in the morning, I make waffles. That's his comedy. I'm, just kidding. But I'm, I'm so excited to see what Chris no, Rock can do, I'm especially really with like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Chris Rock. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, in, in the trailer, he's like, uh, you want to play games, motherfucker? Oh, well, oh, yeah, this is already solved for me. It's already better than some of them. Then I didn't see some of them. But I was like, this... You have Samuel Jackson saying motherfucker in any movie. It's already ten times better than anything it could have yeah, been. Yeah, and then Chris Rock playing a serious role, which is just something that's, like, weird for me. Yeah. Like, I think Chris Rock, and, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is Marty from Madagascar. Oh, that's fine. I just <laughs> think of Don... Wait, do... he, was playing... he played Donkey in Trashy, right? No, that was Eddie Murphy. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just, I'm I seem like a dick now, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm excited right. to see where this franchise goes. I'm glad they're bringing it back, because, like, for... Since 2004 to like 2013 or something like that. No, that doesn't add up. I like failures. God, 2011, 2010, something like that. For like seven years straight, the tagline of Saw was Halloween is Saw. Every year on Halloween, a new Saw movie would come out. Around uh-huh. Halloween. And then it's like, they got to the Saw 7 and it stopped. And then okay. we got a new one two years ago. And now Spiral comes out next year, but it's coming out in May, so I'm kind of like, you're not really living to tradition, but whatever. I get, I get sooner. <laughs> I want to talk about this real quick, and we'll talk about it on the show on on uh, next Friday here. But what did we? Uh, oh, let's see, Halloween. They just released a trailer for a movie that comes out next year. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> but I just think it's so. It's why? Like why? Like, so, I, get, so... I get it. If it's like a movie that's supposed to come out this year, like it's too late. Like your marketing's already there. I get it. But then I'm like, really? No, but this makes no sense. Okay, because nobody's going to remember this trailer in three months, let alone 12, you know? I'm just, like, I know Halloween's a big franchise, but I'm like, Like, really? if, anything, if anything, what you could have done is something like what we were talking about with, uh, what was the film that we that you were like, New Texas Chainsaw, which, they, if they wanted to, like, let's say, hey, it's still coming, it's coming out next October, 
Just put it on a poster. If you really wanted to do a, a scene, make it like a 10 second scene. A teaser, yeah. Teaser. Instead of a three minute a trailer. Three, it was three and a half minutes. Three and a half? Shit, dude. I, I was and like, they said, it's a, they said it was a teaser, quote, quote unquote. I was like, no, that's not a teaser. That's a trailer, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was at work and I texted Mitchell. I was like, yeah, man, I ain't watching a three minute trailer right now. I was like, now. nope, <laughs> me neither. Nope. I was like, because the reason I'm not going to watch it is because I know I'm sure I'm going to like what I see. But I still gotta wait twelve months to see anything anything new from it. Or well, I mean, you know, I actually gotta see the film. I was like, I don't care because like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get excited about it, and I'm just gonna be mad at it because I can't see it now. I'm just mad that the ending of Halloween was so like solidified, and then they're like, and sequels. I'm like, oh well. Bruh. Here's the thing, though. You never thought he was actually dead. No, but like, if if they wanted, they could have ended it there. They could have. Well, you're right. They could have. If they, but then they were like, Halloween, Money. <laughs> Halloween 2018 is the highest grossing film in the franchise. Money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't blame them for it. Like, I I don't mind seeing new ones because it's, it's, it's. I actually like that that like, 2018 Halloween. I, I liked it for what it was. But I I've was also very, never seen the original one, so I don't. It's you know, it, uh, Halloween is only a sequel to the original Halloween, so it's right. Good. I knew that exactly. So, yeah, I so it, was, it wasn't that bad. But I knew, I've seen all of them. But I knew like, and I know that after the second one, they all went. They just took a dive. Kind they, of. With, they made uh, him like an like a. Oh god, what was it? A ritual baby or something like that? For like what? the the god, I wanna say it was like the corn or something like that. Children of the corn? No, it was like oh, I don't remember, but That sounds whack, dude. Basically it was like a ritual baby to have no emotions and it was like a demon from hell and it was like it got weird. It got real spiritual and real like he was just like a spirit. But yeah, saw body. Body horror. Those are the, yeah, those are those are very good films. Except um, for Possessor, which you hated. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, <laughs> body horror films. But that wasn't, that wasn't a body horror film, was it? It's considered in the genre. I didn't, when I think of body horror, I think of like uh, Dead Ringers, The Fly, Saw. <laughs> right. But Saw is like uh, its own thing. Saw created like a whole new genre of torture porn. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, okay, so then I'll jump over to an older movie. Well, not too, too old, but the 1980 film, which we just I just saw for the first time in the theater. Um, and I don't know if I would consider this my favorite or in my favorite horror films, but I do want to mention it because it's one of those films that I didn't think I would like, and it actually really surprised me. Uh, it's the 1980 horror film, a Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Classic. Very much classic. I really was just sh- shocked and surprised, and I'm still kind of even, t- t- I mean, after a few weeks later, oh, a week or two later, who knows. Um, just surprised at, like how much I actually enjoyed the film. I will say the suspense he builds in that film. Right, pays off really well, and the reason that suspense works so much is because I think of the uh, audio, the um, yeah, that music and that the music, score, like... the score exactly, because they just constantly play throughout the film, but you never know. Like it's not like uh, what am I saying? It's not predictable. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it has a life of its own, and that's why I enjoyed that one so much. And plus, it's just like you wouldn't think a film about. Like a, like three people going in to a, a in a hotel by themselves in the middle of winter would be that interesting, and yet you they see make the it away. Downward, downward, downward spiral of this man. Exactly, and and the and the <coughs> ghosts aren't just something like intangible. They're actual like they're actual almost actual characters in themselves. Like the hotel and the character and the ghosts are like characters themselves. Yeah, they consider the hotel its own character. They do exactly, and that's why I think I like this film so much is because the setting is a big part of this film. It's not just the backdrop of something. It's actually, like, part of the story. I, I really... I don't know. I really like The Shining. I just... I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. No, 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 I don't... I, yeah, and I hesitate to say it's my favorite, but it's also, like, it's hard for me because when, when it comes to horror, there's just not a whole lot of things that, that speak to me. 
Um, and I think I just maybe some I just not thinking of something that, that I normally think of. When I think horror, but when I think horror, it's just like I don't I don't know. <laughs> I just think of people getting slashed up. That's really all I think of too. I mean, I think of Saw, which is Saw is really a good film. Saw is the first amaz- one. Well, I mean, I won't say they're amazing. I'm the connectivity in them is amazing. Right. The fact that they managed to make the main villain die really early in the franchise and still managed to make four five other films. Fucking gold. I well, actually, you know, a film I just saw recently that was also pretty good was A Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. I've heard good things, so it's never been one that I've like really wanted to see. But the reason I don't, it's, it's very like it's a ghost film, and I just like ghost films scare the kind of me because uh, well they scare me, but I don't like watching them because I can't fight back about you can't fight back against ghosts. I mean, well, in City of you kind of can, but it's also like you you're just running away from ghosts. Like ghosts, how do you, how do you fight ghosts? And that's one of the hard things about those films is you can't really do it. I mean, that's the Exorcist, just like the power of Christ compels you twenty thousand times. <laughs> um. I like ghost films. I guess it depends. I don't like jump scares because jump scares are like the one thing anymore that actually get me. I like jump scares, but not if they're overused. Let's just say that. Like if that's all the film is, then no, I don't like it. But if it's like used effectively, then I do enjoy them. Oh well, it might be a fifty-fifty shot if you enjoy Conjuring. Then hey, well, which I'm actually gonna see soon. So, um, and then well, it's it's like if like they're like you know like they're like they're playing the music, they're doing the shots that you kind of know are about to come, a jump scares gonna come, and you're like. Okay, this is dumb, really. And then they just like do your fake jump scare, and then they turn back around and do your actual jump scare. You're like, okay, this is dumb. <laughs> like that, those are the films that I just don't enjoy, which is a lot of the paranormal activity films. You might not enjoy the Conjuring. <laughs> You're like, I might not, but we'll find out. <laughs> um, I will. I will say that The Shining has definitely solidified its place in horror history. Yeah, because it is another one of those classic films that, like, even right now on Letterboxd, is trending. And I think it's probably from from the fact that it came back in theaters. But I would say that it'd probably be trending anyway. Well, that's true. I'm sure every October, I'm sure you get you get the shining in there. It's trending. Yeah, because I I know for a while there, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was up on the trending too. For like a week. It feels like everything you watch is trending. People just yeah. follow what you do. I just want like I I try so hard to keep up with the trending, but then there's like right now Borat one and two are both on like the top spots. And we won't like, talk I about don't that. Watch that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we won't talk about that because we'll get there eventually. Um, so another one of my favorite franchises. Yes. Well. Yeah, one of my favorite franchises. It's actually one of my favorite tattoos I have. Uh, is Scream. Ghostface. Yes, my gosh. Oh, Matthew Lillard. I did not know he was in the first Scream film. Matthew Lillard. Like, I love it. And the fact they're making a fifth one right now is just... It makes me so happy. <laughs> so, I didn't... So, Matthew Lillard was just, like, was shaggy for me for a long time. And I didn't know that he was in this film. And so, we watched it, like, last month. I was just, like, ecstatic. Because I was like, wait, Matthew Lillard is in Scream, the original one? I didn't even know. I was like, alright, we're watching it. Like, and it was just like, I didn't realize Scream wasn't wasn't just like... Because, you know, you always see Ghostface and you think these are a certain type of films. And, you know, like it's you like, just always have the mask and sores. It's almost... it's. I would say it's as iconic, if not yeah, and the, more the, iconic the mask than costs like six bucks. Right, like, exactly. And the best... The like, I, had the, about, I had the Ghostface mask as a kid. I have one hanging in my kitchen. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure everyone probably has one. But I just, I love the fact that Ghostface, first off, I love, I love mystery stuff. Right. And the fact that Ghostface can literally be anybody. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. I love trying to be, figure it out. I love mystery things. Another thing that I really love is the fact that, like, Wes Craven, essentially, like, the creator of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, helped boost the slasher genre up, made a movie in 1996 making fun of the slasher genre. <laughs> Oh, wow. And it became one of the biggest slasher franchises. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, it really did. He's like, these, the, these slasher films are hilarious. Oh my god, we love Scream. Do it. He's like, he, I, I think Scream 2, which you haven't seen, like, makes fun of the fact, like, horror movies getting sequels. Oh my and gosh. Like, it, it's just, like, it's satire. It's, like, he's making fun of himself. And I love it. Yeah, that's that's absolutely hilarious. Like, uh, in, I think it's in Scream. This is... Oh, sorry, you actually good. He, in, in Scream, I think Wes Craven makes a cameo dressed up like Freddy Krueger, too. Oh, my gosh. Like, Did he really? Yeah, he's one of the See, janitors. This is what I love about Scream, is that it's a it's it's a spoof movie or a satire movie that shows how you do spoof movies or how you do satire. Yeah, and it's still a successful horror film. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's still, like, suspenseful because you're like, and that's who what, the fuck is the killer? <laughs> what I, I hate about a lot of these newer films that come out that are, say, spoof movies or satire... Because they're just like way over the top and not not even remotely a story in the, within themselves. They're just like and they're not even funny. They're just like, oh god, you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like, here's my tits, and you're like that's not that's not how this works, bro. Like, no, and Wes Craven definitely like did really good. And like, I'm so excited for Scream Five. They released the uh, poster. I think it was the poster, like the teaser poster, like last month. I sent right. it to you, and you're just like, it's a mask. I was like, yeah, but it's the mask. <laughs> like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's one of the reasons I never got into the Scream TV show. Right. Is the fact that, like, it wasn't Ghostface. Like, when I think of Scream, I think of Ghostface. I don't think it's just, like, a guy in a mask. Like, it's Ghostface. Right. There's a specific mask you need to use. Yeah, that's and Scream. I think for season three, they got rights to use it. But I'm just still, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to How do you not, seasons. how do you not have the rights to, how do you do a Scream franchise and not have the mask? Like, that's just, like, you failed already. Yeah, it doesn't work. But I, lo- I love Ghostface, man. He's, um... I say he, but he could be anybody. Right. But that's that's what I love about him. He's, he could be anybody. And then, like, when they do the reveal in every movie, it's always, like, some convoluted, like, your mom did da-da-da-da-da with my dad, da-da-da-da-da, and then my cousin, da-da-da. <laughs> so, like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, who do what now? Sydney's he's like, like, it don't matter, I'm the killer, bitch. <laughs> Sydney's like, I don't fucking know who you are. It's like, Scooby-Doo, motherfucker. <laughs> right row <laughs> He just murders you. <laughs> no, I do know that Matthew Lillard... Because you know him, he's like a goofball. Yeah, I am a killer man. He posts on Twitter about like, could Stu really be not be dead? It's like everyone's like, like I'm not dead, man. Can Stu, can Stu come back for Scream Five? I mean, he didn't get shot twice. <laughs> and honestly, if Matthew Lillard ever came back to Scream, I'd fucking lose it. I'd be the happiest dude. That would be because like as that, that story would be fucking amazing. Like Sydney's like having to look at one of the people that helped kill all of her friends when she was in high school, like, right? Back in the eyes, like why did you really think you killed me, man? Yeah, I love it. I it's mean, so, that's Shaggy. He would be. He would. He would do a Shaggy person. So, I, I hope he does because Matthew Lillard's like so good, such a good actor. Honestly, if I ever saw, I, I want to see a new Scooby Doo film. I think I'm the only one that actually liked those, like like those films. Did you hear that they were supposed to be P, like rated R? Were they really? They were I would have loved that. I don't know like, why. Uh, those Velma, are my guilty. Those are my guilty pleasure movies for Velma sure. Velma and Daphne were supposed to have like a lesbian romance and shit like that. That's perfect. <laughs> Cause it just seems so. It just seems so natural. <laughs> Freddy's a gay dude. Like we just know this for a fact. Like, uh, Where's an ascot? How do you? How do you... Who, who's? I think James. It was either J.J. Abrams or James Gunn. One of those two were like one of the writers from the Scooby Doo movie. That's hilarious. And yeah, and then obviously uh, Scooby and Shaggy should be potheads, which they always are. And then uh, yeah, and then Velma and uh, Daphne you should have a lesbian relationship. Yeah, James Gunn. It was James Gunn. I guess James Gunn was gonna do Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. No, he was one of the writers. <laughs> Huh? He was, he's one of the writers for the original Scooby Doo's. Oh how? That's pro- well, no wonder I like it so much because James, you know, James sounds pretty cool. Yeah, he, uh, he he was quoted as saying, "I had written an edgier film geared toward geared towards older kids and adults, and the studio ended pushing it ended pushing it into a clean cut children's film." Yes, the rumors are true. 
The first cut was rated R by the MPAA, and the female star's cleavage was CGI'd away, so it's not oh my to gosh. offend. Hi, man, why are you gonna ruin me? I just want some weed. There's a the script has a scene where Velma blatantly ogles Daphne, and the pair were later supposed to kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Just my sound mixer. I just, I really, I, that would have been, that would have been well, a really, uh, outside of Scooby Doo, really, really interesting movie to watch. <laughs> a another actor slash director or director that I'm really um, looking forward to another film that I can't or sorry postponed because of COVID this year was John Krasinski with A Quiet Place postponed a week before release. No, it was like a few, it was like two days. I was looking into it. Was it two days? I know it was like yeah. really soon. No, because, and it was like the because first I had, movie. I was checking my I was checking my um my my tickets. I actually had tickets for this for the Quiet Place Part Two in March March. Uh, it was like March seventh. I just know that it's like it was the first big movie. It was like the first one to be like, oh shit, things are gonna go down, bro, man. That was like that was, that was articles, depressing. dude. Like that thing came out at like ten a.m. in the morning. I was like, fuck. And like my boss at the time was really excited for this movie too. And I went up to her because I had taken the time off for that. And I was like. You just signed me up for the schedule. Like, movie well, doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, and I feel like ever since then, it's just been a downward spiral of depression. Dude, it was crazy, too, because um, I had taken days off every weekend for upcoming releases. Really? So when they started canceling movies, my bosses were just coming up to me like, Hey, work. So hey, do you, work. Uh, hey, work. you still need that th- need that Friday off? And I was like, no, I don't, because the movie's gone. It's not happening. I don't need it. <laughs> and dude, I got so mad, because the last one to get, put, get moved was uh, New Mutants. And they're like... I went up to my boss, I was like, just fucking cancel all my days off. I don't need them. <laughs> I don't need it. So I had to cross out everything, because I took everything through the entirety of, like, December. Wow. I had gone through the entire year of releases, and was like, I need that day off, I need that day off, I need that day off, I need that day off. That's amazing. it doesn't even matter. It don't even matter now. I feel that. I really do. But, but no, uh, yeah, A Quiet Place, I mean, I don't want to speak too much on it, because it's pretty, it's pretty much, I it's, mean... It's pretty recent, but yeah. it is one of the strangest movie experiences I've ever had in my life. I think the reason I like it so much is because it's it's a smart film. It's very... it's It just uses its, its scenes very well. It doesn't really, like, make you, like... It doesn't make you question anything. It's just kind of straightforward, but also, like, sets up the thing and moves forward, like, quickly. And it's, uh... just very entertaining unique, to watch. Man. It's unique, exactly. I think when, when I was sitting in the theaters and, like, you could hear someone, like, right. scratch their arms or my, face or something, like... Fucking weird. Right. My mom, she uh, went with her or her fiance to go watch this movie, and the way he eats popcorn is like. <laughs> so it's the way she she's just sitting there watching this quiet film where he's just like. <laughs> she's like. And she's like. What I do? Dude, that's like well, that's one of my favorite things about the film though. And I haven't seen it since theaters, but like the fact of how quiet everybody was in that I thing. know it's, it, I was, was like, it was literally a quiet oh. place <laughs> I was like everybody's so invested in this film it was like gave me chills right it's the thing it's like and that's one of the powerful things about film is like everybody's you just have the feel of people around you the way they're invested in the film just like you are could you imagine watching a quiet place with someone in the audience going hey do you want some pizza oh my god do you think this is really good pizza huh I'd beat them <laughs> no nah, no nah, bro like no nah. let's just let no. Um, which happened to us when we watched yeah, the film. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. No, I was just like, no, no, no. That happened to us when we watched the film. Uh, well, we, were, we were at a dining theater, and we were trying to watch a horror film. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's it's weird. People are, but they're talking too much to say that. Don't talk yeah. in the theater. Don't use your phone in theater. And then, like, please don't, do, please don't use it. Just don't. Just and then don't. Jada was like, 
Well, they were eating dinner. I was like, still, but this fucking movie, like... Yeah, not like, <laughs> hey, you want this piece of pizza? No, no you can use your hand looks, motions. This pizza looks really good, doesn't it? They're just, like sitting there like, shut the just fuck Just like, put up. it in their mouth. Just like, shove it in their mouth. If they don't want it, they'll just like say, they'll like, they'll like, well, stop, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hate people talking movies. Me too. I don't even, like, it's just... Kids, kids, kids kind of get a pass, but like, if you're an adult, I'm like, bro. Okay, kids get a pass to a certain point. Like, kids get a pass, like, if we're watching, if I'm at a kid's movie, I will give them a pass, unless they start being like. Manny, I want some popcorn! Oh, no, get that kid out of here, bro. Nah, nah. I watched um, Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings, uh, The Hobbit. First time I saw The Hobbit, uh, there was this kid sitting behind me and my sister, and that dude read every single subtitle that came on that fucking no. screen. <laughs> my, I, had, I, I, I went to go see Toy Story 4, and this kid was like, the whole movie. And I, honestly, I don't know why I didn't say anything. I just kind of like suffered an existential dread. It's because it's a kid, man. It's always like, it's so weird being like, hey, kid, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> right. What does fuck mean? <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, no, like, The Quiet Place was, like, an experience. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, like, I was so excited for Quiet Place Part 2, even though I don't think it's going to live up to The Quiet Place Part 1. Yeah, I feel that. But I have a question for you, because I have never heard of this movie on, the, on your list next. It's called Haxan? Yeah. What is this film? It's called Haxan History of Witchcraft. Okay, what? Uh, what, what? It's from, I think, it, uh, I think it's 1922. Okay. It is a silent film. Okay. And it was Nosferatu. the most unsettling fucking horror silent film I've ever seen in my life. How? It's, um, oh God, I, I want to call it a documentary. It's set up like a documentary. Okay. And, like, it, it's basically the history of witchcraft. So, like, they go on, like, the Salem witch trials. They, like, describe the witches. They, like, show them, like, how to spot a witch. And, like, people are, like, there's cauldrons. And, like, it's just, like, the atmosphere is so grainy and eerie and... God, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out later, but I'm gonna read you the synopsis because, dude, it's like it's one of the best silent films I've ever seen, <laughs> and it's so like, dude, it immersed me. Wait, was there? Was, but like, okay, so when, when you say silent, was like just complete silence, or was there actually like, was there, there music? Was creeping like fire crackling uh, that weird. might have just been added digitally. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's... I, I watched it on YouTube, so like, you know, yeah, that's, that's cool about a lot of silent films. They're just like available on YouTube, but uh, that's because the rights went right. Up. But Haxan's uh, thing is. Grave robbing, torture, possessed nuns, and a satanic Sabbath. Benjamin Christen- Christensen's legendary film uses a series of dramatic vignettes to explore the scientific hypothesis that the witches of the Middle Ages suffered the same hysteria as turn-of-the-century psych- psychiatric patients. But the film itself is far from serious, and instead it's a witch's brew of the scary, gross, and darkly humorous. Wow. And it was... Oh, what did I give it? I gave it four stars. It, like, dude, it was so, so creepy. Like, the atmosphere is just like... Yeah, it was like it's basically like a scientific documentary of clinicals about witches. That actually sounds kind of interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, how, what was it, like an hour and a half? It's 100 minutes, so an hour and 40 minutes. All right, that's not bad, I guess. But no, I, I dude, I was like, uh, it's part did of. Did you like, watch it like in real time, or did you speed it up? I watched it in real time before I before I started doing that because silent films got really hard to watch. <laughs> some yeah, some films are a little hard to. Well, I mean, I haven't actually tried to watch that silent film. I'm not gonna lie, but dude, so, there's some that are really good. There's some that are just eh. But like Haxian. It's uh, it's part of the Criterion Collection. Oh, okay. And uh, every single time there's a sale, there's all these people posting pictures of getting Haxan. And I don't own a copy of Haxan because I'm like, I can watch it for free. Like, I'm really not in that big of a rush to pay 40 bucks for it. Right. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the best silent films I've ever seen. And it's so fucking creepy watching it because it's like, it's unsettling watching half the shit in that film. You're just like, why is this happening? <laughs> they're like torturing witches and you're like, Ugh. But they're not witches. <laughs> right. And the movie kind of plays them like they are. Well, right, but like... Because it's 
the history of witchcraft. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is like they're not actually witches, though. I mean, at least that's my thing. Like, well, unless, unless they're like saying this is a realm where there actually is witches, but they're, like they're saying it's actual witches. Oh, but they're okay. kind of witches, like they're clinical, well, like they're they're suffering from psycho from psychos- psychosis. Okay, well, I mean, is it based on, like, a certain, like, back in the... No, witch it's, just, it's just, like, the dude made a documentary on witches. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that just kind of seems fun, then. <laughs> it's it's rough, because silent film documentaries, there aren't that many of them. So, like, this one's really good. And it's because really, it's not really a documentary. It's just, like, it's a vignette. So you have, a, you have like, a set, and it would bring, a, like, dialogue, like, going to the next set, and you have a set. Okay. And then another title going to the next set, and then just, like, follow that pattern. Makes sense. It's pretty good, though. I was really impressed. Like, it's... It's another one of those films I'm like, now that, now that I've seen it, it's like one of those movies that like, every time I think of Halloween, Haxian's there, man. <laughs> it's just like, well, I mean, that's, I don't know why whenever I think of silent films, it's just like the, <laughs> I would love to see a silent film in theaters. I really would. I just think it'd be an experience. I would definitely go with you just, just to support you, but. <laughs> You'd probably get bored. It's Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you need like a live piano player, <laughs> right? Oh, that would be cool. Actually, that would be an experience. Live piano player with a some people do call. that, and it's uh, really popular in New York. That actually sounds pretty interesting. Because that's like that's like an actual like. Well, I don't know. Not like not like some of the films are art and experience, but I don't know. Some um, of the films are rough to watch when you don't know. Because like I know my first silent film, I was like, "This is boring as fuck." <laughs> and like one of the first ones I watched was three and a half hours long. It was Birth of a Nation. Right. And that was not a movie I should have taken on when I started watching silent films. Because I, I had watched it at normal speed, and I was like, this is so fucking boring. So what, um, so Haxan, and then um, another film that I also have never heard of called My Five. That's just part of the list. Yeah, you're right. It's My Five, <laughs> uh, My Five list that I, I'm so confused. I'm, I'm silly. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of this film called My Five. Oh, just your five, your five movies. That that makes sense. The part of the list. Um, well, then otherwise, then my other film <laughs> was uh, Ready or Not. That's the film that I uh, I wanted to mention. Uh, it's just like a kind of like a uh, hide and seek, but sort of like you die if you get found. Dude, I love this um, movie. It's explosive. It's, I wouldn't say it's, it's borderline was satirical in and of itself. Do you know what my favorite character in this movie was? Huh. The brother just kept drinking the entire time. They're like, we gotta find her! And he's on there like, like why? The fuck does it matter? Uh, <laughs> she's gonna die anyways. Yeah, honestly, this was like a really cool film that like, it's just, uh, it plays on, it plays on some of the tropes that you've seen in other films, but just provides a different perspective towards the end. And it's, that's just why I love it. It's because it's, it's, um, the twist on what you normally would see. Dude, it's, it was so good, and I like I didn't know much about much about it going in going into it. Like, and the, the ending really sold this movie. If the ending didn't happen the way it did, this movie would not have been as fun. No, and Samer Wait Samer Weaving just carries this movie, which a lot of people think she's Margot Robbie because she looks very similar. Well, she was she was in Guns Akimbo. I love Guns Akimbo. Yeah, that's like, the one Dan Radcliffe where he gets was, the bolts. He gets uh, AK forty or was AK forty sevens? I think it was a strap. Yeah, pistols or pistol? Oh yeah, pistols bolted to his hands. That that movie is great. I love the movie too, but that, it's not like a horror movie though. No, so. but Samra Weaving like did really good as lead actress. I think this was like one of her first films. She was like lead actress, other than like the Babysitter. So like, uh, yeah, I was really really impressed with this. I would be interested to see another one. So well, I don't know if you could do another one, but if they could pull it off somehow with a cool story, I would love. It would have to do like it would have to be like a whole other setting kind of thing. Yeah, it would be. And it would be like playing the games. But yeah, like, um, ready or not, you get put in this. You get married in the family, and you have to play a game. Yeah, it's, uh, just survive until 
The warning. It depends on the game. Sometimes oh, you're right. I forgot. It was. It depending. On, it depends on the game. But that was the game that, that they ch- that it was pulled up. Though, if, it was, if it was sign to seek, you had to survive. Any other game, you'd just be playing that game. So like, you can get goldfish, and they're like, "All right, I guess we're playing goldfish tonight." Yeah, that's actually like, one, that's the kind of one I enjoyed. I mean, it was kind of silly in that sense too. Like, oh, we can just play a game of poker. We're just playing game of poker. You just gotta win, right? Not even that, dude. Like, the only time they die is if it's hide and seek. Oh yeah, you so didn't say just, that. It was just it was like, like bad just luck. Bad luck that she played hide and seek, but I, well, it turned out good, good in her favor. It's but. like there's you know how many chances there are that you're gonna get hide and seek. Like, come on! And it's like fuck. We got hide and seek. And she was like, "Look, I got hide and seek. Are we actually gonna do that?" And he's sitting there like, fuck. "He's like, you're gonna die tonight, girly." <laughs> God damn it! I really like this one. <laughs> um, another thing I do want to quickly mention here because it's, it's not a lot. A lot of people don't like this movie, but it's called it's called The Visit. Um, the one by M Night Shyamalan. You know, I'm not really sure who directed it's like it. The, it's like, I'm pretty sure I own it. I'm pretty sure it's M Night Shyamalan. I didn't really. Um, I don't remember much, too much of it. And sure I, I'm gonna M. spoil M. this one, so um, if you don't, M. it is yeah. okay. <laughs> Um, if you, I'm not, I'm gonna spoil this one just because I want to mention what why it scared me and what, something something that kind of scares like what about horror movies scare me. Um, so if you don't want to hear this, just like, well, I have no idea. Excelsior! <laughs> Excelsior! Pretty much, yeah, because it's the end episode. Thank you very much for joining us. But uh, the visit is this uh, film where these two children go to join their grandma and grandpa uh, to basically just visit them as their parents drop or their mom drops them off, parents drop them off. And uh, you go throughout this half this film, just like with their parents, they're just or the grandparents. But the grandparents are very, very weird. I think you even see them running naked through the hallway at some point. That sounds whack. But halfway through the film, that. they do a video call, like a zoom or you know a zoom face chat or whatever, with the kids, and they show the and they show the uh, grandma and grandpa, and they go, "That's not your grandma and grandpa." And I swear to God, I lost my shit. I was like, "Holy shit! Who the fuck are they with?" I was like that, but a lot of people didn't like that whole movie and like the aspect of it. But like, it's those twists. It's really those big twists that you just don't see coming that really scare the sh- living shit out of me. I'm like, wait, I've spent half this movie thinking that was a grandma and grandpa. And it wasn't. I'm like, oh god, I'm just cold. I'm cold. Don't fucking move. I was like, they, get out of there. Run. And like the rest of the movie, I'm just like, what's happening? What's gonna go on? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> what's your um? What's your best horror movie experience in theaters? In theaters. <sighs> Wow, um, I want to say, it's got to be one of the more recent ones, probably Get Out or A Quiet Place. Okay, so, I will say, mine was probably the first It, the first time I saw it, a lot of people were cheering and everything was pretty dope. I like, I, I, well, I did see that one, but I don't know, the my, first one was good, but it wasn't, it's not like, uh, scare me on my top level, like, you know, or my, my favorite theater experience was Get Out, because you know when we, Jade and I saw this in theaters, it was like, two and a half months I think I cheered. Release, but... No, you gotta think about this though, because normally like all the hypes in the first like couple weeks, right? yeah, it's gone by then. And yeah. everyone else just in their silence. But like we got to the end of Get Out, and he's like getting out, right? Right. And everyone in the place was like, "Yeah, oh, shit, <laughs> yeah, bam!" And we're like, so they're like, "Holy fuck!" Because at first all, it was a packed theater at the end of the theater run. Yeah, that was like, oh shit, because we didn't, like, normally it's not, that doesn't happen. I, right, exactly. I I didn't, I didn't like, uh, but yeah, no, I, that really happened for me too when I went to go see that, and that's why I really enjoyed watching that film. Yeah, cause everyone was like, it's more because like, yeah! yeah, exactly, yeah! exactly, and that's why I love about movies. That's why I love going to the theater is because like all these random people you're just with, and then you, you see these this thing on film, and you're just like, yes, what's happened? This is awesome. What was your uh, what was your worst horror movie experience in theaters? Uh. It's hard for me because I can't really, I can't really remember a whole lot of horror films that I've seen like in the past. There really hasn't been a whole lot of stuff I've seen. 
I would say probably... I mean, the most recently one I can think of is Possessor. <laughs> Fuck you, I like Possessor. <laughs> I mean, it's just very boring to me, but otherwise... Well, no, yes, yeah, I like some Chronic Engine movies. Um, I'm trying to think of any older... What about you? Do you have any worse films for you? <laughs> I do have one. What's that? <laughs> okay, so... Oh, I do remember. The, this. the year is 2017. <laughs> I have no fucking clue anything about this franchise. The third one gets in, gets put, told it's going to be released in September for three days. <laughs> In theaters. That should be my first sign that it was a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> but Jane and I went, you know, date right. night. We're like, yeah, let's go. We get there and the movie starts. And once again, we know nothing about this franchise. Nothing at all. Right. And holy fucking shit, dude. This movie sucked ass. You know what this movie was? What? Jeepers Creepers 3. <laughs> yeah, see, I've never, I mean, I've heard of Jeepers Creepers, but not like enough to know what the hell it's actually about. So... Essentially, it's this, like, boogeyman guy. Once again, I've only seen the third one, so don't judge me if I get this wrong. Uh, this boogeyman guy gets out of hibernation every, God, I think it was, like, 27 years, like, it. Right. But um, he goes out, and he kills a bunch of people, and goes back to sleep. <laughs> he eats, and goes to sleep. Oh. Well, I'll let you finish. But I, I, do, I do remember a movie that I watched that was absolutely ass. But the Reese? See, there it is. This is in the list. See? Right there. So you guys can't see it. But uh, it's uh, Cheaper Screamers 3 is number 10 in some of the worst movies ever made. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it made $2.2 million. That was the gross revenue. But are you ready for why the, I know this movie's so ass? Why? Because halfway through the film, and these tanks were expensive, like 15 bucks a fucking piece. Yeah, I'd be, be pissed off too. And these group of like six guys got up in the middle of the showing and were like, this movie's fucking bullshit. I paid sixteen goddamn dollars to come see this piece of shit. Fucking Christ, this movie is trash. And like leaving the theater yelling, and I was all I think about was like, yeah, I, wish, guys, I wish I could like, go with you. Like, <laughs> can I please leave too? So I found my ticket stuff for this movie in my collection. You so, threw it away? No, you? dude. I reviewed this movie and logged it on Letterboxd for twenty seventeen, and I was like. I didn't watch this again. I just wanted to let everyone know that I've been through with oh my, my time at this theater. <laughs> this okay. is what happened. This is what happened, and this is absolutely terrible. It was so fucking bad. Okay, so I want to mention a few films that I just I was looking through. So, worst movie I've seen in theaters: The Slender Man. Trash. Oh shit! I saw that too. Trash. Absolutely, <laughs> it pissed me off. Like this is just—it was just like this is like there's nothing to it. All I could think about while watching that movie was the girls that actually killed their, like, tried to kill their friend because of the Thunderman. And I was like, that's kind of insensitive, isn't it? Right. Um, but that movie, yeah, that movie's ass. It really is not good. <laughs> I, I went on, like, a date into it, and I was like, I don't want to see this girl anymore. I forgot that, just we, I forgot that even fucking came out. It's usually, like, Thunderman. I was like, oh, shit, I saw that. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess, technically, it's a film, it's a horror film, at least with this, this uh, well, Rotten Tomatoes says, but Happy Death Day. I don't like I, that Happy movie. Death Day to you. I really I like the second this. one. But I don't know if that's kind of as horror movies, let's be honest with you. No, but the, fir the first one, like, here's what pissed really me off about the first one. Ones. First off, for those of you who don't know, I made a bet with my wife about this movie. Yeah, he guessed who the killer was right Going, away. When the trailer came out, and I was like, Bitch, I bet you 10 bucks that that's the killer. And she was like, how could you know off a trailer? And I was like, I got reasons. And we went and saw it, and like they did that stupid little fucking twist at the end, and she's like, ha, huh, I got you. And I was like, nah, she's still the fucking killer. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And so the end of the movie... Jada was so fucking mad because I got it right. But yeah, so yeah. I, I don't like that movie because they marketed they marketed it as a straight up slasher flick, and it is not. No, not really. A fucking I can't like a movie if I guess the killer based on a fucking trailer. So I didn't really watch any trailers when I went to the film. 
And I just had a whole lot of fun with it. I really like the Groundhog Day aspect, even though I've never seen Groundhog Day, but that's a different story. Um, spoilers for Happy Death Day. Do you want to know how I found out who the killer was, Mitchell? How? Because the bitch had one goddamn cupcake, and I was like, no one makes one I goddamn how... cupcake. Love... <laughs> right, you're right. That's true. I was like, I love how we who say, does that? I love how we say, if you, if you don't want to hear the visit for Spoils, Excelsior, and then we go on for another 20 minutes. <laughs> it's okay. But no, it's, it's literally like, it made me so mad part of it, because I was like, I was kind of hoping I was wrong. Because like, twist, you know? But that was right, and I was like, fuck this movie. I'm just looking through these films, because I just forget about horror films. Because a lot of these, like, I just forget that they're actually technically horror films. But scary stories to tell in the dark, I have re-termed to mildly disturbing stories to tell in the dark because it's not that scary. <laughs> it's a PG-13 film. That's I've just heard it like... wasn't that scary, but I'm also like, I still want to watch it. <laughs> oh, Midsommar is a good I film. It. I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed it to a point. I don't like his directing, dude. Like, I just I can't get behind it. It's like a Hereditary. I fucking hated that movie. And Jada was like. She was like, Hereditary is so good. And I was like, No, it's not. And then she was like, Midsummer. I was like, I'm not gonna go see that in theaters. So then when it came out on Blu-ray, I was like, all right, I'll buy it. We'll watch it. And then we were watching it. I was like, I don't like this fucking either. I don't like this. I like The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. And I'm surprised you like that because I don't like that one either. It's really <laughs> weird, but I think I, I think I like it so much because of William Defoe and Robert Pattinson. Dude, I was I really shit-faced like those watching that movie. And I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, this is no, bro, so you, See, dumb. it's weird because like, you need to be sober to watch that movie. You it's can't not even that, dude. Up. Like, the scene when he starts fucking a mermaid, I was like, oh, I'm checking out. I don't even, I don't <laughs> even like, know what the fuck's nope. going on anymore. Um, I was, I was about to put worst horror films. I'm looking up just like horror films of, during the years, and I almost put 2020. I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> you know what is a horror film to me? Fan Forstick. Don't like that movie. <laughs> that movie, 100%. Don't ever see that movie. I just burn that movie. If you have it, I want you to go to your shelf. I'm not burning my copy of Fan Forstick. Don't burn it. Just obliterate it. <laughs> I'm not doing that in my copy of Fan Forstick. I think what's funny is the fact that burn, everybody I give, talk give to. Free. And I bring up Fan Four Stick. They're like, "Why are you calling it Fan Four Stick?" I was like, "Because the, the, it's titled Fan Four Stick." Honestly, I actually I, I named it the Science Project because that's all it is. It's not even it's not dude. There's not even a fucking Marvel movie. That's beside the point. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, well, um, well, thank you guys. As we talk all things horror on this special episode of into into the filmverse, be sure to follow and turn on notifications to get updates every Friday as soon as episodes go live. You can follow along with Bryce and his film adventures on Letterboxd at... Pain Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And you can catch me, Mitchell Chandler, doing whatever it is my heart desires on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And Mitchell and Mitch is spelled with a Y, so that's M-Y-T-C-H-E-L. Um, that's all for this week, my fellow cinephiles, and until next Plato's Eve... Excelsior! Excelsior!